Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Are your joints painful? Do you suffer from daily discomfort? As it stands today, chronic pain affects more Americans than diabetes, heart disease, and cancer combined. In fact, chronic pain is the number one reason Americans enter the healthcare system today. However, many people believe their only option for pain relief is found in drugstore options such as ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol, to name a few. Tragically, most people are unaware that these pain meds do more harm than good. Common side effects include headaches, liver and kidney issues, high blood pressure, and in rare cases, even death. Not to mention, they're just masking your pain, giving you temporary relief. While this may sound all doom and gloom, I do have good news. There is an all-natural solution that addresses the root cause of your discomfort, a real solution that allows you to get back to being you. And that solution is called Curcumin Gold, made by my friends at Purality Health. Curcumin Gold contains turmeric curcumin extract, vegan omega-3s, particularly DHA, which is a very long-chain omega-3, and it has ginger oil. These carefully selected ingredients support healthy joint function and address the root cause of inflammation within your body. Trust me when I say you won't find anything else on the market quite like this. In fact, my friends over at Purality Health have a patented formula that utilizes something called micelle liposomal technology, which delivers the nutrients into your bloodstream, proven to be 800% more efficient than traditional uh, supplement doses. Even better, it's backed by a 180-day money-back guarantee. And today, we have a 30% off coupon for you. Just visit PurityHealth.com and use the coupon DRJ or Dr. J to access 30% off today. So again, that's PurityHealth.com. Use the coupon code DRJ, so Dr. J, to access 30% off today. Welcome back to the podcast. I have got a great interview for you guys with Kelly Levesque. She's a holistic nutritionist and celebrity health coach. She runs kellylevesque.com. She is the best-selling author of Body Love and Body Love Everyday. Phenomenal books that really break down nutrition and make it very easy to comprehend. And she's got some amazing recipes in there as well and, and, and really great comprehensive plans that you can follow and customize and really help you balance your blood sugar and optimize your health. She also has a great podcast, the Be Well by Kelly podcast that you guys can check out as well. And we're going to talk about blood sugar stability to love your body and brain. And she has a lot of knowledge, but I also just really have, have enjoyed getting to know her as a person and her family. She's got two young boys and uh, she's just a, a really, um, just a great person, very heartwarming, very authentic and real. And I think you guys will see that in this interview and you guys will really enjoy the information. We go through a lot about blood sugar, the importance of stabilizing blood sugar, how to tailor your, your nutrition to cut cravings, to help you burn fat for fuel, to optimize your brain, your mood health. She's also an expert when it comes to fertility and optimizing your nutrition for good fertility, and then also pregnancy and the first few years of a child's life when they're really developing their brain, developing structures in their body, um, and just the really critical developmental stage. And so we go through that in this podcast. You guys are going to get so much out of this. And if you have not subscribed to our channel, now is the time to do that. Just go to Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like listening to podcasts, hit the subscribe button, and also leave us a five-star review. When you leave us reviews, that helps us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our community, and let's go into the show. Well, hey, Kelly, welcome to the podcast. 
Hey, thanks, Dr. Jockers. It's good to be here. We did a little podcast swap. So you you were just interviewed on my podcast and I'm I'm glad to be back on to be on yours. Absolutely. I'm really getting getting uh it's really a pleasure to to get to know you better and know your family. I just started following you on Instagram. Guys, if you're not following Kelly Levesque on Instagram, definitely be sure to do that. What is your handle? It's again? happy well by Kelly. Happy well. Yep. That's right. So at be well dot Kelly. Yep. So definitely follow her. She's got a beautiful family, two young boys, three and a half and one and a half. And what are their names? Sebastian and Toshin. Sebastian and Toshin. Toshin. Yeah. Very interesting name. I have a good friend named Sebastian. Toshin. That's the first time I've heard that one. Yeah. It's actually, you'll, you'll see it now there. It's an international art book publisher uh, yep. all over the world. And so my husband's really artistic and creative and he wanted our first son to be named Toshin, but we settled on Sebastian um, just because we both grew up Catholic and we went to San Sebastian after we were married. It was one of our favorite. It reminded us of Southern California. My husband got to surf and just so many, so many reasons why Sebastian, our little St. Sebastian is named Sebastian. So it just, it just worked out that way. Yeah. Beautiful. So good. So yeah, you're going to really provide some great insight for the young mothers out there that are listening that want to know how to how to handle their blood sugar and how to set up their nutrition plan. So I'm excited to go into that. But first, let's talk about how you got into the wellness field. Sure. Um, so I went to undergrad at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles. I realized going into my senior year that I should have been pre-med. I called my dad in tears and said, I don't know what I'm doing. I should be either pre-med, RD, kinesiology, something like that. All of these classes that I'm taking here at the end of my BS, I was a finance major. I'm so passionate about nature of human health and disease was my favorite course at USC. I got the best grade and my thesis was on type two diabetes. So um, if that gives you any insight into into why I got into blood sugar, but ultimately he was like, I've been able to support you through college. I'm really proud of that. And like, I don't want you to graduate with a bunch of student loans um, for your undergraduate degree, which I was really, I'm so grateful for. Um, But yeah, you're graduating in four years. There will be no Van Wilder fifth year here. And um, so figure out how you can work in that space. And so I ultimately took some extra classes, um, concentrated in nature of human health and disease. And I actually started my career working for Johnson and Johnson um, as a pharmaceutical rep, which is just like love and other drugs. It's really such a bummer. You're, I'm so excited about the science. And then you get two minutes to talk about a drug that they're just curious where their Frappuccino is, which is really disheartening. Um, so I moved from pharma into, it was like less than a year and I moved into medical device. So I was in the OR with surgeons um, and that was really interesting, but ultimately uh, spent uh, six years in cancer and genetics. So that was the coolest part of my corporate career where I was able to look at the feeding pathways of tumors. And we understood when genes were turned up or turned down in a specific tumor, they'd basically take a solid state tumor and map the genome of that tumor to understand the feeding pathways of it, whether it was, you know, was it estrogen driven? Was it, um, you know, glucose driven? Like how is this growing and what, what was happening on a genetic in a genetic um, blueprint of this tumor? So really interesting, but that whole career was an education in reading PubMed research and understanding study design, if there was significant p-value. And it gave me the knowledge to deep dive PubMed on my own and to look into metabolic syndrome and diabetes and polycystic ovarian syndrome and um, hunger hormones like uh, glucagon-like peptide one and leptin and insulin and all of this really cool stuff. And ultimately, I was just that annoying person at parties that was talking all about health and nutrition. And um, my, you know, my girlfriends were like, you're helping our friends and you're talking about this all the time and you're living this life. Um, You really should just like go back to school and make it your career. And at that point, I was 26, almost 27. And Chris and I were dating and we were thinking about getting married and I wanted to be, you know, there for my kids. I wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I was like, you know, this, I got into this so that I could have flexibility. These sales roles are really, you know, they give you all this flexibility, but ultimately I just kept thinking about this career and keep thinking about health and nutrition, decided to go back to school for health coaching and ultimately to be a clinical nutritionist, um, did some postgraduate work at UCLA and at Berkeley. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I thought I was too old at the time. <laughs> now looking back, you know, that was 10 years ago and I've had a, a decade of a career in a private practice as a nutritionist. And I've written a couple of books and I have an online platform. I have courses, I have products and, um, and everything switched. My husband's the stay at home dad and left his career as an attorney. And I got, have gotten to live this life um, that I love where I'm able to help people and distill down the science that's coming out in a totally digestible way and really empower people instead of fear mongering, but empower them with simple tips and tricks on how to balance their blood sugar and improve their digestion and, you know, um, support their microbiome health and, and feel their best. So I think there's a lot of noise out there, but I really try to give people like a short hit list of things to do so that they can get really good at it and make ha habits out of it and get consistent. So, um, I do really, my sweet spot is like 25 to 55 year old women. And, um, what a lot of them are in the same stage of life as me, where we're, you know, busy moms and some are working and we're trying to do the best by our families and, um, and to feel our best doing it because a lot of us have had kids, maybe a little bit older, you know, for me, I'm hoping to have three kids before 40. So it's go, go, go. Um, and I want to be, and feel like the youngest mom in the room. And that really has to do with my activity level, my muscle mass and, and how I'm feeding myself and sleeping every day. Yeah, I love that, Kelly. And you're doing a really great job of reaching that population and creating plans and programs that are helping them meet their needs, right? And a lot of times they're super busy. So they need something really condensed, they need something that's simple enough that they can apply and put together. And you're a great example, right? Living it and teaching it. And you've got the, these great books, Body Love, right? That's uh, your bestseller, Body Love. And you've got the Body Love Every Day, right? And what inspired you to write those? Um, well, I think what was interesting is I was going from a career with a 401k and a company car to working with clients one-on-one -on -one at an hourly rate. And um, you were on my podcast, you talked about living in your office and, yeah. and really, really, you know, getting the finances together to start that. And that, that actually was kind of the stage I was at. I had um, you know, I had my one-on-one -on -one clients. I had a really low hourly rate at the time because I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I was a value to them, but I, working your rate up to a place that it becomes comfortable for you to live financially. And there's a good karmic exchange there. It takes some confidence. It takes some time. It takes, um, building your business out. And so, um, I was looking, one thing I did learn in the business school at USC when I was a finance undergrad was that, you know, to survive here in Southern California and to really have financial security, you should have five streams of income. And um, that's something I remember telling my dad. So my dad actually went to business school at USC when oldest of three girls, I followed in his footsteps. Um, and I remember coming home from college and telling him that stat. And he's like, that's, I mean, that's pretty good because you, you really want to have diversity. And, and so in my business, I was thinking about all the different ways that I could reach different audiences and help help people that maybe couldn't afford an my, my hourly rate or, um, who wanted just a different way to reach me. So like you, you, you know, you diversified into your website and your books. And for me going from one-on-one -on -one clients and having my website to looking at a way to reach more people and to help more people with the simple fab four method uh, that I created for my clients. Um, it was kind of like the next step for me. And ultimately I cold emailed a bunch of agents in New York and got like of a dozen, got like two or three e response emails, two of two or three, which were interested. And I, I jumped on a plane flew out there and, and met with them. And I, and I did the book process. Like I hired an, you know, I, I, teamed up with an agent. I wrote a proposal. I pitched that proposal and the big publishing houses in New York and ultimately, um, decided on Harper Collins. It's been a, they've been a great partner of mine and I'm writing my third book right now. Um, which is exciting because that's more lifestyle and, and the different things around food that can really impact our health as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, it's, it's been a really, I love writing books just because I, I feel like having access or, you know, being able to support people who are maybe even just getting my book at the library um, is, 
it's just really powerful, you know, like yeah. to be able to impact people's lives in that way and give them the tools. Like one of my favorite things, and I'm sure you get these emails is getting an email from someone who's like, I'm so glad that I found your stuff. And I've been having a fab four smoothie for four years. I had them through my pregnancy and now my kids sip them with me. And to think that my kids are, you know, sipping on cucumber or spinach or kale or blackberries or whatever it is that collagen and, um, you know, avocado instead of having pancakes just makes me feel like a really good mom. Like to give people that tool, even if it's just the fab four smoothie or like for them to understand blood sugar balance, like it's just, it makes me feel really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you're seeing people's lives be transformed and you know, the, the impact, the big impact of them making those nutrition choices and how that is going to impact them for decades to come. It is so powerful. And I'm just super proud of you. I'm super proud of your determination, your grit. You had a lot of these limiting beliefs, like I'm too old to go back to do this. You know, all these different ideas that come across, come in, came into your mind telling you, you couldn't be successful with this. And uh, you pushed through all of that, believed in yourself believed in this message. And now you're reaching, you know, hundreds of thousands of people all around the world. So super proud of you and everything that you're doing. And I'm curious about this fab four smoothie. So you brought this yeah. up. I know the people that are listening are like, what's in that fab four smoothie. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, the fab four is a short list of things that when you put them on your plate or put them in your blender, they're going to support blood sugar balance. And so it's important that we talk about what the fab four is before I give you the formula for the fab four smoothie, yep. but the fab four includes protein, fat, fiber, and leafy greens or vegetables deep in color. And so when I think about what creates blood sugar in the body and the goal of the fab four is to support your blood sugar balance. So I want you to be satisfied. I want you not to think about food. I want you to be able to have a meal and go four to six hours without going, where are the snacks? Where's the pantry? Um, and the key to that is regulating hunger hormones elongating your blood sugar curve and making that meal last, right? So that elongation of the blood sugar curve really supports that. And we're seeing blood sugar become really popular. People use are using CGMs like levels and NutriSense. And that's showing people like how, what they eat impacts their blood sugar or their glucose levels. And so when we think about protein, protein breaks down to amino acids, fat, fats breaking down to fatty acids. And then you have fiber and greens, which are these non-starchy vegetables, these low carbohydrates, fruits, like berries that are rich in polyphenols loaded with all those phytochemicals and antioxidants. Right. And what's so cool about those is that they're wrapped in a fiber cell. And so even blended, you're getting that fiber and fat and protein. That's going to slow down the digestion of that meal. So what the fab four does is it looks at how do we eat the things that aren't breaking down to fast glucose and how do we eat the things that regulate our hunger hormones so that we do feel full and satisfied. We aren't crashing into lunch or crashing into dinner and feeling ravenous, but instead we're, we're slowly floating up into in a healthy way. And gradually insulin is supporting us to bring our blood sugar into our liver and into our muscles for energy. So when I think about the fab four, I created that because people would put a plate together and maybe it's for their kids and they're doing pasta and a tomato sauce and a side of garlic bread. And I look at all three of those things and pasta is a starchy carbohydrate. Your blood sugar is going up pasta sauce just the tomato sauce on its own, that's also a carbohydrate. And it's an, it's blended down and it's and it's stewed down. So it's actually going to create a blood sugar spike. And then you're adding processed carbohydrate, like a garlic bread on top of that. And that is a triple spike blood sugar roller coaster for your kids. It reminds that, me of how I grew up. It's how we all grew up. With garlic bread, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's how, we, it's how we all grew up. So that blood sugar roller coaster is taking us up, takes us up for about 90 minutes. And the more processed that food is, the more blended, the more um, what we call acellular. Was it, did it start as a flour first? So I always ask my clients, is it a flour first or is it broken down out of its fiber cell? And so that can be anything from apple juice versus a whole apple. It can be, um, you know, pasta, crackers, bread. These were all a whole grain that, or maybe you're using lentil pasta, it, whatever it was, it's still broken down to a flour. So it's going to digest a lot faster. And, um, and so what we want to do is kind of look at the meal and say, wow, that is a triple spike going up every single one of the components is causing my blood sugar to go up, which means it's going to go up pretty fast. And then at the 90 minute mark, when we're starting really have that surge of insulin in our body, we're starting to put that blood sugar away. We might 
have an overreactive pancreas. We might have excess insulin. We might see a reactive hypoglycemic response where that 90 minute mark, we start to crash and that crash doesn't feel great. We might not even have low blood sugar, but we are thinking about sugar. We're thinking about carbohydrates. We're going, where is that something more, that something extra, that dessert, right? You want that sweet. And so my whole goal with the fab four was to say, how do we create balance on this plate? So I'll work with clients and say, okay, you're using a whole wheat pasta. You're using a sugar added, you know, there's sugar in your pasta sauce and you're using like a white flour, garlic bread from Costco freezer department, right? So how can we increase the nutrition by using the fab four? And how do we, how is that fab four going to elongate that blood sugar curve? So let's, let's look at the components. You take that pasta, you go, can I create, can I have a more fiber rich or a lower carbohydrate density pasta? You can use a Capello's almond flour pasta. You can use a tolerant lentil pasta. You could use a fiber-based pasta, like a, a zoodle or a, a zoodle in a squash or a zucchini, right? So right there, we're going to lower that carbohydrate load. We're going to make it more fiber rich and maybe potentially green if we're adding zoodles to that. And then we want to add that protein and fat. So a grass-fed, um, you know, grass-fed pound of ground beef would be a phenomenal add to that tomato sauce. And then you're looking at the tomato sauce to ensure that there's no added sugar there. And so that protein and fat in that meat is going to slow down the digestion of that meal. And using a fiber-rich pasta is going to slow down the digestion of that meal. It's going to increase the antioxidants, the phytochemicals, going to increase all the fat-soluble vitamins in that grass-fed beef. You're getting good swell good quality protein to regulate hunger hormones. And then you say, okay, can we take it even further? Like, can we take a carrot or if you didn't use the zoodles, a zucchini or summer squash, can we grate some of that into that meat sauce to add some veggies there for our kids and for our family? And then all of a sudden you're going from this highly processed, mostly a triple spike blood sugar roller coaster of a meal, and you are loading it with protein. You're loading it with fat-soluble vitamins, minerals. You're loading it with antioxidants and veggies. You're adding fiber for those microbes in your gut. And and you're filling up, like you're really feeling full to the point of going like, I'm full and satisfied and I'm not going to need to think about food for another four to six hours. And if that is dinner, it's easy to say like, I'm done eating for the day. And, and so that's the goal of the fat four is really to go like, how can we put the protein, the fat and the fiber or the colorful veggies on the plate first and work from there. And if we're analyzing a plate and we don't have to say like, what are the macros here? What are the calories here? We just go like, is it spike inducing? Is it going to cause a blood sugar spike? And if so, how can I swap it out or lower that glucose response and to elongate that blood sugar curve and feel full? And so that's the point of the fab four. It's light and easy. Like I have moms who will serve up a snack to their kids and they'll just serve a plate of fruit in the middle of the day at three, you know, three in the afternoon after school. And I say, that's great, but they are going to go up and crash down before dinner. And your kids are going to be hungrier and they're going to be complaining to you that they want to have a snack before dinner. And you're going to have that, you know, that afternoon meltdown. But what if we made it apple nachos and we sliced it up and we took some almond butter and we drizzled almond butter on top and we threw some hemp hearts on top and we threw some, um, you know, coconut flakes on top of that. And then all of a sudden, super fun. Kids are involved. We've used one apple, a couple tablespoons of nut butter, some added, you know, crunch with the hemp hearts and the coconut flakes. And all of a sudden it is something that is more sustaining for them, more filling for them. And it's going to elongate that curve. So it's really just trying to have fun with whole foods and looking at the balance that's on the plate. And so, so that's the fab four and the fab four smoothie was a product of when I became a nutritionist. And when I really started this practice in Los Angeles, there was a juice shop everywhere. It was the, it was the years of juice cleansing and smoothie places serving up, you know, orange juice, banana, goji berries, a date, and maybe a tablespoon of pea protein <laughs> calling it your like post-workout shake. And I looked at that and went, oh my gosh, no one is looking at this through the lens of blood sugar balance, through the lens of fructose metabolism, through the lens of, of energy and, and just like how sustaining this is. These aren't sustaining at all. This is your juice cleanse is a blood sugar roller coaster. Your smoothie might as well be a cupcake. So um, the Fab Four smoothie was created. And that is simply, we start every blender with 
a liquid of choice, whether that's water or an all green juice or an unsweetened nut milk, like an unsweetened almond or coconut milk, really, we don't want any liquid sugar. So we're, you know, <clears throat> I'm particular about that being a low, low to no sugar base, really yeah. preferring, like if you're loading it with good stuff, a filtered water is awesome. And then we do the same thing. We go protein, fat, fiber, green. So pick your protein. Are you grass-fed whey? Are you a collagen person? Are you hemp protein? Are you pea protein? Depends on your lifestyle. Depends on your family. But 20 grams of protein, then you're going to hit it with a healthy fat. Is that a fourth of an avocado? Is that a couple tablespoons of walnuts and almond butter? Um, you know, I tend to use fiber-rich fats because that holds, when you're using a whole food fat like avocado or almonds, you're actually maintaining the antioxidants present in that because it's so loaded with vitamin E and those fat soluble vitamins that protect those antioxidants. So from oxidation. So I love that. So some healthy fat protein, then your fat. So one to two tablespoons of something good fiber. We're going to add a tablespoon of chia, a tablespoon of flax. If you're working on your microbiome, you want to add inulin or psyllium husk, or you don't want to use any, any seeds or powders and you want to add cucumber, or frozen cauliflower rice. Like there are skies the limit from a fiber source and then some leafy greens. You may add mustard greens. You may add kale. You may add spinach. You maybe um, have a sensitivity to oxalates and you say, I'm just going to use some frozen cauliflower rice. And that's my colorful, even though it's white, that's my colorful add, or I'm using basil or I'm adding, um, you know, maybe you're making a strawberry basil smoothie. Like the, the flavor profiles can really go any which way, but the kicker is, is that I'm not starting my smoothie with two cups of fruit juice and adding two cups of fruit. If you add fruit to the Fab Four smoothie, it's a fourth to a half a cup of your favorite fruit, depending on the type of fruit. And when I say a fourth a cup, it's because I was finding that a lot of people were adding two cups of pineapple or banana or mango or these really sugary tropical fruits when they didn't realize that the cup of pineapple they were adding was 14 grams of sugar, but they would never give their kid a five gram sugar protein yeah. bar, right? It's like, it's yeah. it, the minute it's quote unquote natural from fruit, they think it's not going to have an impact on my blood sugar or it's healthy. And you just can drink so much more sugar if you're throwing it in a blender. So the fruit happens last and it, in a serving size. Yeah. I think that's so important. I, I remember um, when I was like 18 or 19, I worked at a smoothie King for like a summer. It was like a second job for a summer and um, their best seller was the angel food. And I later found out, and I would, I would drink this. And I thought, man, this is so healthy. It's got all, the, you know, it's got the fruit, things like that. Had no idea how much processed sugar was in there. And I would just feel like I, I mean, like I got punched in the face after I drank that because it was causing such a blood, blood sugar roller coaster, right? I mean, it was just mm -hmm. ridiculous. And so a lot of these smoothie places, they're not doing it right. But I love how you set it up with the Fab Four. And you were also talking about those fiber rich fats, they're more flavorful. Like when you put an avocado in the texture or almond butter or something like that, it's more flavorful than if you put like just coconut oil in there. Right. It just, to me, it just gives more flavor, better texture as a whole. And like you were saying, when you drink one of these shakes, you really should be able to go four hours, you know, at least without feeling hungry. And really when you're, when you're doing the fab four, you, you really shouldn't need more than three meals in a day right? Like three yeah. meals a day, you should feel great. And you, you very rarely are ever hungry, which is great because just in case something happens and your normal lunch is at 12 and you have some sort of emergency with your child, right. And if you, and you have to wait till one 30 or two o'clock, you're going to be okay. Right. And I think it's important to recognize that one of the things that really influenced the fat for, I was really set on blood sugar balance, but I took a course called mood <clears throat> food, mood, and behavior at UCLA, um, taught by Michelle Vargas, who was one of the head nutritionists for, um, the European soccer league. And, um, uh, I think it was Manchester United, but I can't remember exactly which team it was. Chris would know my husband was a big, um, European soccer league fan, but, um, but it was interesting because when we, you know, what you see people talk about like food for mood and food for mood, um, what I find that is the most supportive of mood is getting those essential amino acids and those essential fatty acids and regulating hunger hormones. And so yeah. in this course, I learned all about hunger hormones like 
Um, cholecystokinin, for example, um, it's this really powerful hormone that makes us feel super satisfied and our body releases it in the presence of protein and it can double its production in the presence of fiber. And when you think about that, what's regulating it, it's actually the stretch receptors in your stomach. So when you eat food that physically stretches your stomach, your body you know, releases this. And it's like a blanket of satiety that makes us feel like full and good and cozy. And, um, and fat is, you know, the fab four protein, fat fiber, like these are so critical in causing the regulation of our hunger hormones and making us feel full and under eating, eating certain things like protein can really drive up certain hunger hormones that make us crave sugar. And so it's, it can be, it can be a little bit confusing, but if you simplify it and say, what does my body really need? You have to get essential amino acids from your food. You have to get essential fatty acids from your food. And when you eat complex meals that stretch your stomach and make you feel full, like ghrelin is another really amazing one that is totally related to people grazing and overeating. I call it the gorilla hunger, hunger hormone, because if ghrelin is just raging at you and you're just snacking all day long, you have to physically stretch your stomach to feel calm and full. And with cholecystokinane, like you can have that satiety if you're eating, if you're getting that healthy protein and you're getting those healthy fats in your diet, because no one wants to eat boring foods that don't fill us up and last long in our body. It's like, almost like your body is saying, okay, here, I'll give you the, the satiety hormones and calm your hunger hormones if I'm getting what I need. And so it is this like two pronged approach of balancing your blood sugar, regulating your hunger hormones and, and making you feel your best. Yeah. So critical. And you were talking about mood and food, right? How important that is. Blood sugar is probably the most important thing, keeping that blood sugar stable. When your blood sugar drops and you get hypoglycemic, you get irritable, right? We call it hangry and your children will as well. They won't be able to recognize it, but they'll get way more fussy. They'll have bad attitudes, things like that. And, and, and like you talked about, a lot of parents are just giving them fruit or giving them, you know, goldfish or, you know, whatever it is, right. That's just pretty much all carbs. And that's what they're eating. And they're constantly, we're actually teaching them to constantly look for kind of this dopamine hit that they get from sweet and starch, um, you know, every few hours, like when they're bored, right. Constantly be, be snacking and grazing. And a lot of people, a lot of adults are like that as well. They're just constantly looking for that dopamine hit eating emotionally. And I just think about how many domestic disputes, right. Or, you know, think about, uh, you know, when you're driving, right. And people have road rage are one of the contributors is blood sugar issues, right? You're a lot more reactive and irritable. Your, uh, more primitive part of your brain, your brainstem is more, um, react. It's more turned on. And the part of your brain, your, um, frontal lobe, which helps with basically with your kind of your social cues and keeping you under control and balanced and helping you realize, Hey, you know what? We need to stay calm here and stay focused. That part of the brain shuts off and your brainstem, which is all about survival, turns on when you have blood sugar, blood sugar roller coaster, either high blood sugar or low blood sugar. So your quality of life and your relationships really dramatically improve when you keep your blood sugar stable. Definitely. I mean, I, in my personal life, my husband is like you, he'll fast through breakfast and then he may jump on a smoothie or make himself an egg scramble. Mm -hmm. And there are times when he'll be with the boys and doing pickup and then come home. And I'm just like, have, I know you're fasting, babe, but like, have you eaten yet today? Cause it's three o'clock and you're a little bit touchy. He's like, right. (laughs) I'm like, I got this, like, but like feed yourself for a hot minute. And then like, let's get back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Because it, it can impact all of us, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it's definitely one of those things that I see with my kids. And I mean, we talked about this on my podcast, you mentioned the paleo Valley meat sticks, but I'm, I'm constantly looking for protein and fat-based snacks for yeah. my kids, especially like if we're headed to a birthday party, I will serve up depending on the time of the birthday party, I'm serving up breakfast or lunch prior to that and making sure that my kids are fed before they roll into a birthday party, because that's, 
you know, I am not super controlling about what they're eating at those birthday parties, but I'd rather them go full and get in the bounce house and then mm. realize when the party's over that they didn't eat and we're headed home. So um, I'm not maybe saying no if they want something, but I am working hard to regulate their hunger hormones so that I'm not having to deal with the conversation in, at all. I just wanted to take a moment and tell you guys about Paleo Valley and their apple cider vinegar complex. This is a phenomenal product to help improve your digestion, your blood sugar stability, and your energy levels. Most people are dealing with blood sugar imbalances, and that can lead you to have a crash in the afternoon where you need a nap. It can also lead to unwanted weight gain, to inflammation affecting your joints, your skin, and all different parts of your body. Well, you know what? Apple cider vinegar is one of the best things for helping improve your blood sugar stability. You simply take it with meals and it helps reduce the glycemic impact of the food that you're consuming. And that's gonna help your body to burn fat for fuel. It's gonna reduce overall levels of insulin. And insulin is your pro-inflammatory fat storage hormone. We wanna get insulin under control. You know what I love about the apple cider vinegar complex that Paleo Valley made is they have a thousand milligrams of apple cider vinegar, which is equivalent to one and a half tablespoons. That is really the clinical dose to get the best results. On top of that, they combined it with 300 milligrams of turmeric, which is a powerful anti-inflammatory herb, 300 milligrams of ginger. These are warming herbs that support good digestion, good stomach acid production. They also help to reduce inflammation in the gut and throughout the body. And they have 150 milligrams of cinnamon, which is one of the best herbs for improving insulin sensitivity and blood sugar stability. And they added in 50 milligrams of lemon into the apple cider vinegar complex to support bile flow and pancreatic enzymes. So you can really optimize your digestion and your nutrient absorption. All these ingredients are organic. So you can rest assured you're getting the highest quality product. So if you wanna check out the apple cider vinegar complex, go to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off today. Yeah, that's so good. You know, it can be it can be a challenge raising young kids in a world full of processed foods. So teaching them these kinds of things early on is so critical. Yeah, we do a lot of that the same stuff. We'll we'll pack them some food. You know, a lot our kids just are, are great. We'll make them their own desserts, things like that that they'll bring to to different things, you know. And what happens what the great thing as well is that you start actually other parents will start asking you questions, right? That that weren't at all interested in health before. They'll be like, oh, I see that your kids are doing this or doing that. Like, I, I don't, I can't tell you how many kids at our church or how many parents at our church have noticed. And they're just, you know, they're volunteering in the childcare section. They'll see our kids pull out like their, um, their Paleo Valley protein bars, right? <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, these look really, really cool. And the kids like them and stuff like that. And then they go, go ahead and, and, and check it out and get on their auto ship and stuff. And so, yeah, you're, you're going to be able to make a great influence on uh, all the people around your family as well, right? And that's powerful. But I can't tell you how, how important that blood sugar stability is. And I love your fab four, right? It just makes so much sense. It's super simple for people, right? As far as how they're thinking about meals and setting it up. And uh, you also have programs where you help teach this and dive in deeper. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, there are a couple of times when blood sugar balance is actually really, really critically important for the development of um, cognitive development of a mm. child in utero, um, yeah. the cognitive development of a child under the age of four, specifically in those first 1000 days. And so for me, as a mom who's been through multiple pregnancies and I have two young children, I see the impact that it's having. I also looked into the research when it comes to pregnancy and how, how important, you know, we have so many women who now have gestational diabetes, which comes with yeah. preeclampsia, it can comes with larger birth weight, it can come with a harder time delivering your child. It, it 
it is detrimental to the development of your child. You're setting your child up. If you have um, dysregulated blood sugar during pregnancy, you have elevated blood sugar, and it does not have to be in the diabetes range. I am talking about fasting blood sugar in the 90s, the high 90s when you're pregnant. It's having a metabolic impact on your child and future generations. So when you are uh, a pregnant mom with gestational diabetes, or even like I said, that elevated fasting blood sugar and dysregulated blood sugar throughout those 40 weeks, you are doubling the chances your child's going to have um, type two diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and obesity when they grow up. And so to take that, I take that very seriously. And, um, and when I think about, you know, it's this really hard time, right? Cause you might have food aversions, protein aversions. You might be nauseous in your first trimester. You might have three other little ones at home and you might be so tired and just like trying to get through. Um, so in a very gentle way throughout my pregnancy course, I'm reminding parents, um, especially the moms of the responsibility we have for our children and their health span and their metabolic health and their brain health. So in those courses, I go through nutrient density, things like iron, choline, zinc, critical nutrients for cognitive development, and how to support blood sugar balance throughout pregnancy, how to check in with yourself at that 14, 12 to 14 week mark. If you're moving through the, um, the nausea and, and things to think about, like nausea is related to a B6 deficiency in the first trimester of pregnancy. A lot of that can be fixed if we supplement with more B6 and if we support blood sugar balance. But unfortunately, if we have nausea and then the only thing that the person is eating is toast, dry toast on its own, and you have this massive blood sugar roller coaster, you're actually increasing the chances that you're going to have really bad nausea. And you think it's the opposite, but you're just perpetuating this nauseous cycle. And so I have ways, whether it's a protein shake, you know, cold proteins, and I use things like um, you know, pasture raised goat cheese or plain, um, plain Greek yogurt or cottage cheese. There are ways to get in cold sources of nutrient dense proteins that are bland that really can start to support blood sugar balance. Um, and then there are things like, you know, if you are going to use a toast, can we swap it out to a lower glycemic, more whole food style bread versus a processed wheat, sugar loaded, yeah. preservative filled bread. And can we load it with a nut butter or even avocado to slow down the digestion of that? And that's where we're using the fab four in pregnancy to support blood sugar balance, decrease nausea, increase nutrient density, and make sure that, you know, you know, I just think it's empowering as a mom. I don't want to be fear mongering. I, it, it needs to be empowering to know, like, if you've eaten a specific way leading up to pregnancy, and then you're totally nauseous and the wheels fall off, you have so many nutrient stores in your body that you're okay. But also remembering that pregnancy is almost a year long. And if you include the fourth trimester, yeah. you're, you're talking about a whole year of life. And so this isn't a write-off to eat whatever you want and to get, you know, the sugary drinks at Starbucks and to eat the the sugary muffins there or something like that. Like occasionally, okay, I get that. But, um, but really I'm using the science to motivate people about what we can do, whether that's shaking kelp flakes on a salad mm. or, you know, eating your kids seaweed snacks because you want the iodine. Like there are some really simple- Love the sea things. snacks. Kids yeah. love this too. It's so great. Such yeah. an easy thing to add. And so I just- once I saw the response to the pregnancy program and giving people just really the tools to say like, this is how to nourish yourself when you're pregnant. Here's how to get through the tough times. And here are the most critical nutrients for fetal development. That is just like, I love to give that education away. And so then from there, once I started raising my kids, um, you know, I, I'm pretty lucky Sebastian, my three and a half year old, you know, he's, I think probably the best example of um, exposure modeling. And, um, you know, he's a, not a picky eater. He will eat everything, but it really comes down to me being, I think you would say, my, I'm a homeschool teacher in the kitchen. Like mm. he calls himself my sous chef. He has his kid knives. He has, has a kitchen tower. He has his own cutting board. Um, and I know that that has been critical. Him coming to me, with me to the farmer's market, coming to Whole Foods, coming to the ecology center, which is our little local farm here, him picking the veggies. Like I remember we went to Tanaka Farms, which is just um, about 30 minutes north of us, um, 20 minutes in Irvine. And he picked, it was bok choy day. He picked all the bok choy, 
We came back, we seasoned it, we sauteed it. And I think he ate like three heads of bok choy at two years old. You know, and I, and I think most parents would be like, my kid would never eat bok choy. And you have these preconceived notions of what our child's going to eat. Um, and the research on it is pretty amazing. It, you know, most caregivers after three to five times of our child saying that we don't want to eat something, they stop making it and they stop offering it. But with children under in the flavor window, which is between the six month period and the eight month, 18 month um, and their 18 month birthday, it's called the flavor window. They're really accepting of foods, but it still may take a dozen introductions for them to like it, but please do not stop offering your child this food. Remember the whole family is getting these benefits, you, your wife, you know, grandma, if she's sitting in and on dinner and them just being exposed to it, seeing it, smelling it, touching it, even if they're not eating it at that time is considered an exposure point and increasing the chances that they're going to accept it. And we just have so I mean, literally between our pregnancy of our child and all the flavors we're introducing there to the, up to that flavor window, we have, you should see me, I should do a reel on it. It's like a joke, like wow. me putting out all the different flavors of veggies before Tashin turns one and a half, like, please try this, try this, try this, you know, just to try to keep the variety alive because the more independence we give our kids, the more we model that healthy eating or eating of vegetables, the exposure to them in any state, in any circumstance from the market to our kitchen, to their, to their plate and getting them involved in cutting, sauteing, mm. like seasoning, all of that plays a huge role in them being independent, confident, and ac accepting the foods that we want them to eat. So that's what, that's what I'm about. Like I teach colors, I teach textures I teach, uh, crunch, what, you know, whatever it is like that that's counting. Like we do it in the kitchen. Like I'm spending an hour and a half, like just playing in there with them and they love it because it's not their toys. It's, yeah. it's like adult stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they're able, you're able to connect with them as well. Right. So it's connection time as well. And uh, teaching them these valuable principles that they can carry with them for the rest of their lives. And this is what they're going to remember. They're going to remember things you know, as they get older, right? In the Bible, it says, train a child up in the ways of the Lord. And when he gets older, he will not depart, right? So it's kind of like that, you know, you're you're a nutrition evangelist. I am as well, right? So we're teaching our kids, our families, the people around us, people in our community, how to optimize their health with nutrition. And so when you train those kids up right that way, um, they're not going to depart. It's like, I was telling you in our interview, my mom is a naturopath and we went through a lot of different stages. I mean, she definitely does, did not know when we were growing up anywhere near what she knows now, right. About nutrition. Um, and there really wasn't as much information in the eighties and I was born in 1981. So, um, yeah. you know, early nineties, things like that, but she's learned along the way. And all of us are, are health conscious, right? I'm one of six kids. We're all health conscious. Um, I'm obviously a health educator. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. We just knew it because my mom grew her food. She got us involved, took us shopping, told us about different foods, the benefits of them. And, uh, you know, we have good memories of that and that's kind of instilled and built into our identity. So it is so powerful. Not only are you shaping the cells that are making up their body, these key, uh, stages of brain development, right? That are just so critical that you really can't go back and, and necessarily change in the same way that you can um, create the foundation, right? So much easier to create that good foundation than it is to go back and, and change. And so we're, we're, we're doing that, right? While, you know, preconception, after conception, during the pregnancy, and then in those early years, and then also giving them the memories, right? That will last a lifetime. So, so powerful. And so I, I would highly, highly recommend anybody that's listening that you know, is pregnant. Maybe you have a, maybe one of your kids is, is pregnant or wanting to, to get pregnant, wanting to raise a family, has young kids. If you're in that stage of life, like Kelly and I are, we have between the two of us, six young kids under six, right? So we're, we're in the trenches there. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're, if you're like us and you've got young kids or you're wanting to have a family like that, or you have a, a family member that wants to have a family like that, um, definitely check out it's your pregnancy program or what what did, what did you call it, Kelly? Yeah, so I have I have the Fab Four pregnancy and then Fab the Four Fab, pregnancy. Yeah, and then the Fab Four under four really talks about food introduction, baby led weaning, mm. um, seeing the Fab Four as the foundation of your plate with your little ones, especially getting them those high quality proteins. I think 
you know, today's day and age, there's a lot of information about plant-based um, lifestyles for little kids. And it just, um, I talk about in both of those courses. So if you are hundred percent plant-based, just full disclosure, these programs are probably not for you. Um, but I do talk about the nutrient density that's present in things from yeah. organ meat. Like I love force of nature. They're doing a phenomenal job. They have grass, um, fed ground bison and beef and yeah. they 20% of those pound of that pound of ground meat is organ, um, meat and liver. And so thinking about like all of the retinol present in it, that, 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 you know, that preformed vitamin A yeah. and vitamin D and, um, you know, just really those high quality minerals, like to get your kid, the protein that they need to feel full and be able to like run around, you know, when you start to compare nutrients, it's like three cups of lentils or three to four ounces of grass fed beef. And I really, um, think that, you know, if they decide to be hundred percent plant-based later in life, and I have clients who absolutely do that. And I talk about that in body love every day, how to optimize if you're plant-based um, and what you should do. But I really, in these critical times, the science for me and the literature and, yeah. and just the nutrient density, I, I really can't go against what my gut and what the science is teaching me. And that is that to be able to get those bioavailable proteins in their body, to make neurotransmitters, to make hormones, to, you know, you talked about, um, acne, you know, trying to avoid acne on my podcast yeah. that your mom was teaching you, you know, it's very, you know, the, the literature is pretty robust when it comes to an omega-3 deficiency mm. and, 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 um, you know, a, basically a, um, the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio being a critical component to that. And yes. so, you know, I think about the presence of omega-3 rich fats in all of our wild seafood. And I just, yeah, I, I really, I think, having the education and kind of distilling that down and teaching that through those courses, it really opens people's eyes up to what is going to serve their children um, and give them the best shot at their highest potential. Yeah, for sure. And zinc is so critical too there for acne as well. And you really can only get the most bioavailable form of zinc in your, your animal foods. And so yeah, I, don't, I don't think we have too many full plant-based listeners, honestly, because you know, I don't really agree that that's the best diet. So I don't think, I think you're, you're speaking to a crowd that's going to, going to recognize that, but I look at it like a bell curve where I think that there are some people that really thrive on a very high plant, like 90% plant-based diet on one end of the spectrum. And on the other end of the spe spectrum is people that really thrive on a carnivore diet um, or very, very low plant-based diet, um, mostly animal centric diet. And then most of us are in the middle, right? And one end, one end of the middle, right? Where we need a little bit more fiber and more plant foods and a little bit less fiber and plant foods, but we need kind of this omnivorous style of nutrition. That's where most of us, you know, a good 80% are in that, that, that area. And it's just kind of navigating and figuring out, you know, what your fiber threshold is. Like for me, if I do too much, particularly FODMAPs, I tend to get a little bit more bloating and things like that. Um, you know, I have a certain threshold. I, I love Brussels sprouts, cauliflower. I can eat it, but if I eat a certain amount, right, it's yeah. like, just don't feel my best. Right. So it's kind yeah. of helping, helping understand and navigate that. So you start out with kind of this fab four and you start customizing your nutrition around this, getting your blood sugar stable. That's step one. Like you were talking about getting real mm -hmm. foods in that blood sugar stable. And then from there you can tinker around with, Hey, do I feel better? My, my bowel movements better, my digestion better when I can do a little bit more of this fiber right? Or maybe a little bit less and you can kind of tinker around uh, from there and, and fine tune it. But um, I think our listeners are interested in a day in the life. You got obviously two young children, you're running a business, right? You got this great Instagram page, you're putting out lots of content, you got a podcast. What's a day in the life look like for you? Yeah. Um, well, so I'm still breastfeeding my one and a half year old. Mm -hmm. um, so I wake up a little bit more hungry than I normally would have. I think when I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding, I have no problem waiting till let's say like 10 or 11 to have my first meal. Mm -hmm. I'm not a one or two um, person. I'm more of like a 10 or 11. And I finish dinner by like six o'clock mm -hmm. when I'm in it, when I'm shrinking that feeding window. But I, I, I do really find success in a smaller feeding window 
outside of those times. And again, like I said, it's really shifted more a little bit slightly more towards the morning and, and, but I have no problem finishing dinner and being done for the day, even if it's not super late, which I know can be, you know, 10 years of working with clients. I know that can be a sticky spot for people. And some people it's a lot easier to wait till that one or two and then finish dinner at a, a later hour with older kids or, you know, late work schedules and then just be done. But for me, when I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding, 10 to six is where I optimize. And I may do two meals and like a, what I call a bridge snack, which is like a pretty protein-based snack between that 10 a.m. and five or six o'clock dinner. But sometimes I can go the whole window. Um, but just because I'm having two meals doesn't mean I'm at a, like a caloric deficit or trying to eat less. I really, I, I eat a solid meal. Um, and so because I'm breastfeeding, I'm at three meals a day right now. And that normally looks like I'm starting my day with a fab four smoothie. I mean, it's been years of my life doing this, but my digestion is on point when I do it. I don't feel lethargic. I don't feel brain fog. I'm able to go into my work day. And I think that's the hard part with, um, you know, when people start to intermittent fast and they do their, um, they do fasted workouts or they, they do podcasts or writing and they're using their brain. There is something to be said about doing that in a fasted state and feeling like your brain is on fire. Mm. Um, and so the fab four smoothie has really been a great bridge tool for me. Um, and for a lot of my clients who are used to having breakfast for me, when I'm breastfeeding or pregnant to, to have that pre-digested meal and to really feel like I'm able to load it up. So I put actually my grass fed beef isolate protein in there, um, which is from Swedish pasture raised mm. cows. Yeah. Um, and I produced that because my, I couldn't really find a protein that I that wasn't extracted via hexane um, when it came to collagen. So most collagens are extracted via hexane. And this is grass-fed beef isolate. It's basically fleshy bones and they stew it in water. We skim the fat and we dehydrate that water. So it's a it's a water and heat process only. Mm -hmm. uh, 24 grams of protein, um, 16 of which are a collagen amino acids. So I use that protein, vanilla or chocolate. It's organic cacao, organic vanilla, and organic monk fruit. So three ingredients in those, which... I think people get excited about like all in one formulations, but then you have to ensure that you have great, um, testing on every single ingredient and that every single ingredient works for everyone. When people are adding probiotics and prebiotics and all these things to these like all in one style protein powders, um, then we have to worry, like someone has a histamine intolerance and the probiotics that are being adding to that protein are histamine producing. Like there are so many things. I'd rather have a whole food smoothie and have like a very just basic clean, plain protein. So I have my protein. I like the spa smoothie, which is on my website, which has avocado and Persian cucumber and mint leaves and a squeeze of lemon juice, like the juice of a lemon and some chia seeds. And I blend that up and it is so refreshing and delicious. I love that one or my cookies and cream, which is a chocolate base, not vanilla, almond butter, spinach, blueberries, flax, um, <clears throat> flax or chia or psyllium husk, kind of whatever you want and a scoop of almond butter. And so I kind of like use the smoothie depending on my mood and depending on my cravings. And I tell my clients to do the same. If you are craving a bunch of dessert, if you're coming off a weekend where maybe you had a lot of fun, go all in with your smoothie and make it like taste like dessert, make it taste like a chocolate almond butter, like you know, cookie or, or candy and get that blood sugar balance in. And then rolling into lunch, I tend to go with something quick, either leftovers, like if we had leftover salmon or grass-fed steak, or, or if I just have some roasted veggies left over, one of my favorite things is to take the roasted veggies, throw them in a pan, add some olive oil, fry up some eggs, and you have like a roasted veggie scramble that is really quick. I do wild salmon or wild tuna or sardines over like leafy greens or chopped veggies. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty boring. I eat a lot of the same stuff. I mean, well, you're an entrepreneur, you're working hard. I mean, I, hey, you know, when you find your go-to things and they're healthy and they taste good to you, there's not, you don't really have to, you know, veer out of that, right? And so um, I, I think that's totally fine. And those are all some great ideas right there. I'm a huge smoothie fan as well. It's most of the time what I'm having for lunch, I'm either having leftovers from dinner the night before, or I'm having, you know, a fab four smoothie like you, I put avocado in there, um, grass fed raw milk or coconut milk. Um, one of those, usually a lot of protein. I put a, a bunch of protein. I, I definitely do best on a, a higher protein diet. So put like 50, 60 grams of protein in there. And then a little bit of berries, like a quarter cup. 
and uh, a little bit of MC8 MCT oil, which turns right into ketones, right? So I put that in there. Tastes amazing. I'm really satiated. Feel great. So, uh, so I'm using the Fab Four smoothie foundation there. Yeah. No, I think everyone who understands blood sugar, yeah. um, especially you know functional docs and nutritionists who understand the impact that they can have that these blood you know, these smoothies can have, you really can use it as a tool. You can load it with the stuff that's going to regulate your hunger hormones, make you feel great. You, I mean, you're talking about that MCT oil, the C8, like right there, your mitochondria uncoupling, you're yeah. like full of energy loading up. And, and that's the thing. It's like that, that is such an easy tool. I can pull the, pull that lever, get the protein and fat that I need to keep cruising as a mom and working as an entrepreneur. And it can be any flavor I want it to be. And then dinners are pretty much like I'm cooking up a protein and I'm cooking up veggies and we have our regular offenders. Like we're in Southern California. So we do a lot of Mexican food. Um, you know, I'm doing, uh, cauliflower rice bowls, keto burritos. I'm doing, um, a lot of tacos. I mean, my kids just Sounds eat good. that stuff up. So Sounds good. You're, you're, you're getting, you're getting me hungry now. Cause it's, it's 124 Eastern here. And usually I'm eating my lunch between one and two. Today we're doing these interviews. So I'm, I'm actually going to work out right after this. And you probably have your breakfast coming up, right? Because it's like 10, 24 yeah. over there. Well, because we had these back-to-back -back interviews, yes. I did have, a, I did have oh, okay. a for this. Um, <laughs> so go. I'm, I'm good to go. I have a I have another call before I, I'll have a break. But um, but yeah, I knew I had a busy, a busy morning and I and again, I'm breastfeeding. So a little yeah, lower on prepare. energy. Yeah, I got absolutely. I got to keep producing. So it's like, yeah. And that is so, that is so important because there's some women too, that are under producers and any sort of like signals that they're in a food famine, like intermittent fasting does. It's one of the great benefits of intermittent fasting is when you body feels like it's in a, a state of famine, it starts to focus on healing and repair and starts getting more efficient and building more mitochondria, um, breaking down fat, things like that. But it can also send a signal, especially for women that are tend to underproduce to stop or reduce production of breast milk. And if you don't right. want to, if you don't want that to end, you want to breast milk, you want to breastfeed as long as possible. You got to be really careful with those signals. Yeah. I mean, we're almost at the finish line here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause I got to have another one. It's, but, it's um, an emotional experience. My, my daughter, she's 13 months and she just stopped breastfeeding and my wife cried. Yeah. I'm she knows that's too. our last. And, uh, she was like just in tears about it. So oh, it was like a bittersweet. It was like, you know, I kind of am glad, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, that's my last chance. Right. So yeah. Closing a chapter. Yeah. Yes. It's hard for sure. Yeah. It's really hard. I will say, um, for anyone who's breastfeeding and I talk about this in my pregnancy course and in my fab four under four, it's kind of like an overlap because the fab four under four really goes from when your child is born formula options, milk options. I'm going to add your formula. Yeah. Actually. I'm going to add a link to that PDF. Go check that out. Um, but element, which is a, um, I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, yeah, with yeah. The yeah. electrolytes. Yeah. We love those. That was phenomenal for my mm. milk supply. Like oh, I just know. in being able to have proper hydration and really yeah. pull instead of just like pounding water and peeing it out, really getting those electrolytes. I mean, so critically important for holding onto water and, and being able to produce produce enough breast milk. So that that's a game changer for so many of my clients. Um, so shout out if anyone's breastfeeding and feel like they're underproducing, I would check that out. Um, you just grab the raw flavor if you don't want a flavor, but it's just a great mix of sugar-free electrolytes. We don't need the, we don't need the sugar spike and crash. So yeah. shout out to them for that. Cause that's yeah, it. We love elements L M N T. You guys can yeah. check that out. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. Great. Uh, great electrolyte stick. In fact, actually we'll put that in for the kids. So like after, yeah. yeah so like in the afternoon we make them like a little electrolyte drink and uh, they love it. So they go out and play basketball or play with their friends or whatever they're doing. And they're, they got the electrolytes in there. Yeah. So. My kids call it, my kids call it lemonade. They're like, yeah, we yeah, get exactly. lemonade? I'm like, sure. <laughs> That's right. That's how you do it. Absolutely. Well, guys, Kelly, this has been an amazing interview. Really enjoyed getting to know you. And uh, you've, you've given us so many great nutrition tips and strategies. And I know you've got some great books, Body Love and Body Love Every Day. Guys, you can check out our website at kellylevesque.com. Um, you also have, again, those programs that we talked about as well. 
So guys, definitely check her out. You can also follow her on social media and uh, any last words of inspiration and any areas where people can connect with you that I, that I left out there. No, well, I just want to thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I, like I said, it's been a pleasure to get to know you personally, and I've followed along for a while and you really are, you're doing God's work. So I'm really thankful to get to know you and, and thankful for the opportunity to be on the podcast for anyone listening. Just say, um, you know, it can be really overwhelming if you're just getting excited about changing your life. But I always tell my clients to, to start with that first third of the day, right? We don't have to have everything figured out, but like, I know your morning routine is to oil pull and pray and ground. And, um, you know, it can be a really special time. Um, and so I would say like, don't over, don't overdo it. Like start small, start slow, and just work on that first third of the day. Like, how are you breaking your fast? How are you, how are you connecting with your family and yourself and the earth? Like, are you moving your body, but just don't, you don't have to have everything figured out. It doesn't have to be a perfect day. It's when you get in the habit of doing something consistently, then you feel confident around it and independent around it. And you go, how can I, okay, now I'm excited to change instead of feeling like I'm having to pull myself to make change. What's, what's going to create the synergies and the excitement that's just going to push you along. Awesome. Love it. Kelly Levesque, thanks so much for your time. Super proud of everything that you're doing. Guys, go check her out and we'll see you on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.